Hello and welcome to the first installment of H2O Yeah. I was going to totally jump on and, and say something wrong, so it's a good thing that you, uh, <laughs> you did that. This is Brandon Scott. And this is Ben Harrison, and we're coming to you from a little town called Mule Valley, right outside Seattle. Well, yeah, Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, a little bit about what we are, who we are, and what we want to do here. Um, we are both of sound mind and body, well, for the most part. Questionable. Questionable. Um, we both have uh, religious backgrounds that are similar, although some would say... Some more cultish than others. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, uh, we are both of a uh, white-collar working jobs, working class, coming from families that were blue-collar working class. Um, so that's a little bit of our backgrounds. Um, what we plan to do with this is just have conversations about sports, about politics, about religion, current events, basically whatever pops into our head. We just want to have a, um, conversations about everything. Is that that? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. basically. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like it. That's basically. Um, it. <laughs> let's see here. Do we, well, okay. So then that leads into what do we want to start off with? Do we want to do politics? Do we want to do sports? Do we want to talk about the, uh, the leaves I just raked. Well, you know, it is fall in the Pacific Northwest, and that does mean that the leaves are turning, which we really don't care about because we're not Martha Stewart. Let's jump into um, politics. Politics. Last night was the second of three presidential debates hosted in Hempfordstead College, New York. Town hall style. Town hall style. That was fantastic. I thought it was great. There I, I, I think that both sides did exactly what they needed to do. Absolutely. Obama came out with a fire that was missing in the first debate. That's going to bring Democratic apathy down and their excitement up. And um, I think it's going to be good for his re-election efforts. So the question is, was it enough to bring the excitement levels up to what it was the first time for Obama? And, you know, whenever you bring about the 2008 election, there's really no way to bring about the excitement level that was there. You had a record turnout among youths and among uh, Latinos and yeah. other minorities. Um, voting was at an all-time high, and that's never going to happen again. Our generation is the most voting apathetic generation in history. I have a friend uh, who texted me about an hour ago. He said, you'd be proud of me. I registered to vote today. I'm like, dude, three months to the election, three weeks to the yeah, election. Yeah, three weeks. Three and weeks, you're just and now. you're just now voting. Uh, it's kind of scary. So now, Shane, Shane, I'm happy you registered. Um, make sure to vote in three weeks. Well, it kind of depends on which side he's voting for. <laughs> uh, I'll read you the text later and we'll, yeah, that'd we'll be, see. Okay. Right. <laughs> so I think definitely when you're talking about how much excitement is there, we'll never reach 2008 levels okay. ever again. Yeah. Um, we had a candidate who was unlike anything we'd seen before, um, and not just the color of his skin. Um, he was articulate. He was commanding. He had an oratorical style that was different than any presidential candidate we'd ever seen. Well, and without a history, that helps too. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just throwing in there, we uh, we kind of lean different ways when it comes to the politics. So we'll take a couple we, different jabs here and there. We hold no uh, hold no bars for our hold. Well, no. Yeah. 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 Um, Background on our political life. Um, I actually am a political science major. Um, Brandon's not, so that's why I'm more informed than he is. Uh, not even gonna. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and as different as our views are, they're rooted in the same things. We're both fiscally conservative. We're both socially liberal, although I am slightly more liberal than he is. Um, 
when it comes to tax codes, I like taxes more than he does. I'm I'm still waiting for the IRS to uh, to explode the building. What's going to happen? Yeah. I mean, the Federal Reserve was almost blown up. When's the IRS going to happen? Exactly. A thousand ta- a thousand pound bomb right in the IRS. That'd be great. Not condoning, just stating. Yeah. So that's a little bit about our politics. Now let's jump into the debate. There were some really great topics that I want to touch on. The first topic was education and how it helps harbor jobs. I got a clear answer from neither candidate, actually. Well, not well. Okay. See, and again, I th- I think that there was actually a good amount of detail from both of them. Um, obviously, a lot of jabs, but. One of the first things that Romney said to the question was, well, we need to make sure that we're improving our Pell Grants, um, and we need to make sure, you know, just make sure that the the assistance is there and that we're doing it fairly. Mm. So you're talking fairly with a smirk on your face. Are you talking affirmative action at all? Probably just a hair. Yeah. Just a hair yeah. about affirmative action. The, one of the most evil things <laughs> around. Unfair. Uh, affirmative action now is... I feel about affirmative action now the way I feel about unions now. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. And actually, yes, we should clarify that. Unions and affirmative action served a purpose at the time. At the time. Unions today? Useless. Useless. They blow up everything. They are the reason why manufacturing jobs are not in the U.S. anymore. Um, they're the reason why... They're a large reason why the economy is the way it is. When you can they hire a factor, when you hire a manufacturer at twenty five dollars an hour because that's what the union demands, as opposed to what fair market value is, mm-hmm. twelve dollars an hour. Yeah. Then it, it's it's hard to see um, a business being able to grow in that kind of environment. Um, unions served a purpose in the twenties, in the thirties, in the forties. Industrial Revolution. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Workers' rights. Fantastic. We have laws in place now that prevent laws or prevent companies from taking advantage of workers um, the way that they used to. Exactly. When you talk about affirmative action, it's... (laughs) I'll throw it out here. Uh, We're both white. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's okay. We have black friends. uh, Yeah, we do have have black friends. And binders full of women. (laughs) And binders full of women. Um, We are both of the uh, European persuasion. Um, grew up in lower middle class to middle class families and both scored very well on test results, did well in high school. Um, both never finished college. And but I thought you said you were a political science major. Oh, major. major. Oh, oh, didn't graduate. <laughs> I never said I graduated. Oh. I said I'm a political science major. Well, then I can be a major in anything. Well, did you go to college? Some college. Some college. I have some some credits sitting out there somewhere. How many dates did you go? I don't know. A quarter. Like a quarter. Yeah. Okay, I got you beat by four. Oh, that's good. Up top. Okay. So, affirmative action is not the reason we didn't go to college. I don't want to be considered as saying affirmative action. And that's the key thing is if we had really wanted to do it, we would have found a way. Absolutely. We were both had scores that got us. the ability to be accepted into quite a few colleges. Um, But when you have the University of Texas right now has a case before the Supreme Court that says students that had higher test scores, higher GPAs over their um, high school terms were being passed. Overlooked 
being overlooked on the sole sole basis of this person is African American or this person is Latino American or this person is Asian American. Yeah, or just wherever they grew up, or because okay, they're from the inner cities or they're from whatever it is. Absolutely, and you know, and, and colleges have programs like Bellevue College has a program called Trio, which um, is designed to help um, underprivileged students and underprivileged. Um, well, students, students that are um, first-generation college students to actually understand what it takes to go to college. And programs like that are fantastic. But when admissions are based on race... Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. Well, and if you look at the statistics, there's more women graduating from college now than men. Absolutely. Now, is, is that because of things like this affirmative action? Is it because people were targeting women? Or is it because... I mean, what's the... I think... The women specifically is um, women have a better drive. I'm not going to say uh, across the board a better drive, but a lot of women have more drive to become successful in their own right as opposed to 20, 30, absolutely 50 years ago where a woman's job was to stay at home and cook. Pretty big fan of those times. Well, I'm trying to, yeah. <laughs> Moving along. Not that um, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyways, okay, I'm sure that your wife really appreciates Oh, she'll probably come in here and slap me. I'm sure she will. I'm sure she will. Used to Um, it. Um, Okay, no, but to to take this even further, uh, I have a friend who um, lives over on the East Coast, lives in Maryland, uh, works in D.C., and he's (laughs) one of the, um, he was great in college, uh, test scores, um, everything that he did, he was uh, the first out of BYU to try and get an internship with Interpol. Um, and they told him not to do it because nobody had ever gone to Interpol out of BYU. And sure enough, he wanted it. And so he got it. First one out of BYU. Um, and he, he had uh, state senators and um, a whole bunch of different places that wanted him to intern there. So very highly sought after. Now, after a couple of years of him interning and um, getting the experience that he needed, he tried to apply um, for different jobs in Washington, D.C., different departments, uh, CIA, um, Border Patrol. He kept getting looked over because veterans, even though they had a lot less experience than him, um, they had a, a prerogative to go after veterans. And that, that's been going on for quite some time. Yeah. Um, but the Constitution says that we need to care for the people who take care of us and protect us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's nobody that I appreciate more than a veteran. Absolutely. And the GI Bill um, that was passed way back when, still active, go to college, we'll pay for your college. You serve for X yep. amount of years, we'll pay for your college. That's fantastic. Absolutely. Um, I think that it is necessary to continue to hire veterans. Yes, but you cannot hire someone who's not qualified for a position exactly. over someone who is qualified for a position. Exactly. If that had been private sector, you're going to be going after the most highly qualified person because you want your business to be successful. Absolutely. So why is the government any different? Why does the government not go after the most talented people to help us run the government? The government has a prerogative to become reelected. Oh, is that how that works? Yeah. No. <laughs> I want to clear something up because um, throughout middle school and high school, we are taught that America is a democracy. Democratic Republic people. Democratic Republic. We elect people who tell us what we want to do. 
we can say, okay, four years from now, we're not going to reelect you because you didn't do what we wanted. But for, for those four years, we're kind of stuck. Six years for senators, two years for congressmen, four years for governors. It's a representative democracy. We have no we actual have little say. State level, we have a little bit more. A little more. City level, but, absolutely. Oh, yeah. City council, please get active. Go to some meetings. But, yeah, when it comes to the federal level, absolutely, we have almost zero say. It is all dependent on who we elect. Who we elect, it's dependent on how much money we have. It's dependent on if we are businesses, if we are unions. Um, it depends on which state you live in. Absolutely. Us being in Washington, the election for president is already going to be decided before it even gets to us. Yeah. We could be liberal or conservative. Really doesn't matter. It's going to be decided before it gets here. Absolutely. Uh, polls open at, for us, 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> on the I, East Coast. On the East Coast. Well, yeah. it's, it's 6 o'clock uh, yeah. Eastern. Yes. It's 3 o'clock here. So by the time that polls close, there's states that have already been decided. By the time... Most of the swing states. Most of the swing states have already been decided. You have Florida and will be... It, there's, they're usually slow counters because they're all old. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the hanging chats. And the hanging chats. <laughs> uh, Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Colorado, Wisconsin. These are all... Maybe not Colorado. But these are all states that shape the outcome of what's going to happen. We have um, projected... Currently projected... Just over 200 for uh, 200 electoral votes, I should say. 200 electoral votes for President Obama and about 180, 190 for uh, former Governor Romney. Former Governor Romney. Is that one of those former, where you're yeah. always... Well, President oh. Bush is always going to be President Bush, right? Yeah, but once you're president, it's kind of... Yeah, but once you're governor, you boys... Alright, okay. <laughs> um... Sure. So there's there's a lot of electoral math still made up. There's 29 points. Oh, okay. Hold on. Correcting this. Want to make sure we have the real numbers. 201 Obama, 191 Romney. And that leaves 146 up for grabs. Now, is that taking into account the ones that are likely Obama, or is that just... Well, let's take a gander here. Uh, so ones that are absolutely toss-ups that nobody's touched. Colorado, Florida, Iowa, Michigan, Nevada, New Hampshire... North Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and Wisconsin. Now, my cohort here, co-host cohort, both of them. Cohort. Both. Okay. Yeah. It goes both ways. Uh, it definitely goes both ways. Yeah. Uh, stated Pennsylvania as a swing state. Now, <laughs> we have been talking a lot about Pennsylvania being squarely in Obama's column for quite a long time. Right now, Pennsylvania is at uh, a five-point favorite. Five-point favorite for Obama. Um, that's come down double digits in the past two weeks. And this brings us back to the topic of debates. Obama had a very poor showing, overall poor showing in the first debate. Yeah, the first one, he, he looked like he hadn't slept the night before because he was just zombie. He looked like he was thinking about what Michelle's birthday present was going to be, or anniversary, uh, anniversary present was going to be. Anniversary, yes. He was not there. He didn't bring it. He didn't have the fire. He didn't have the gusto. He seemed a little unprepared. And that Romney rebranded himself from previous debates and previous speaking. He was more likable. He was. He came out swinging with facts. Well, yeah. Debate facts on both sides. Debatable facts. His facts. Debatable facts. Um, debatable facts. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I mean, he, he just, he, he put himself back in the spotlight. We saw um, Obama going from 49-point favorite, 49, not 49-point favorite, but yeah, 49 yeah. points 
to, uh, to Romney's 40, 44 points. Yeah, 43, 44. To close to 47, 46 right now. Um, and the gap in the swing states really leveled out. Absolutely disappeared. Absolutely. So that debate really shaped the next... It was two weeks between the presidential debates. Um, we are coming to you on Wednesday, the day after the presidential debate, the second Number presidential two. debate. And we haven't had any concise polling data because it is... Yet. Yet. We have the Gallup seven-day poll. Seven-day poll. Which, most recent. Which is six days before the debate and one day after the debate. Six is a very appropriate number because that's the lead that Romney has currently above Obama uh, amongst likely voters, which I'm sure Mr. Harrison would like to define. Absolutely. So likely voters is a term that pollsters love to use. And and poster, pollsters like Joey Lucas, I, I have a heart for. Um, but the majority of them just need to get out of town and... Uh, likely voters mean nothing. Likely voters, you pick up the phone and say, are you a registered voter? Yes. Who are you going to vote for? Romney. That's it. It's not... Okay, okay. Do you want me to actually give you the uh, the exact... Let's see. I'm going to... What a likely up. voter is? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not done yet. Okay, keep well, you keep going. I'm going to find this and I'm going to read this for you. A likely voter is someone who is likely to vote. Someone who pollsters deem likely to vote. That has no... Um, bearing on what actually is going to happen. No, what can, can voter we, apathy is going to be like. Can we, we can also throw out there that the uh, Gallup, 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 one more yeah. time, I might have to replace well, you. you know, <laughs> Rasmussen's a little bit easier to say. Than Gallup? Yep. Your well, wife, it's, I'm it's, looking it's, at a picture of your wife on a horse right now. It's kind of like Poo Gallup. Just saying. It's Gallup. Okay. Gallup. Gallup. Uh... The exact question that they ask, and they are all registered voters. Suppose the presidential election were held today, and it included Mr. Obama and Mr. Biden uh, as the Democratic Party's candidate, and Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan as the Republicans' party's candidates. Who would you vote for? That's the question. That's the question. It has no actual representation. These are just registered voters. And while I'm so happy that my friend Shane registered to vote, that doesn't mean he's going to vote. It kind of depends on how much coffee he gets in the morning. It kind of depends on how much coffee, how much postage he has in his pocket. Um, <laughs> he's in California, so it's a little different. Um, but it really depends on who actually shows up. And we're talking about getting your base fired up. Because if you call a Republican and ask them that question... They'll say every time I'm voting voting for Romney. If you call a Democrat every time, every they'll say time. I'm voting for Obama. What changes is election day, who they actually check in that box, or if they go to the box. That is where the problem begins with a debate well, performance like Obama actually, had in the first one. Well, and that actually brings up a good point because we're what two two weeks and a couple days. We're through. We're two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks. Um, I remember last year. Last year, last election, four years ago, McCain mm. and uh, that Palin, 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 Alaskan chick. Palin? Yeah. Can you? Gallup and Palin. Come on. I'm just, you know, English, second language. My bad. Um, I I was for sure going to vote McCain. You know, after the, the first presidential debate, the second one, the third one, I was set. And I, you know, growing up Republican, I was going to vote for McCain. But something about that hope and change and the way that it was portrayed and the way that it just kept getting hammered and hammered and hammered. 
I was convinced as I was walking up and getting my ballot to fill out, I was going to vote for McCain. But once I had the pen in my hand and the ballot in my other hand, I started thinking about it. So it doesn't matter what any of these polls say, because it could all change as soon as people start getting the ballots in their hands. Absolutely. Election day is the difference. The run-up to election day is the difference. This debate has more bearing than the debate two weeks ago did, because it's closer. The debate on Monday, five days from now, has... It's a quick turnaround. It's a quick turnaround. It has more bearing on the debate than this one will. And all three of these debates have a lot more bearing than the vice presidential debate does. Oh, yeah, because I'm not even considering that one. Anymore. No, I love Joe Biden. I think he was hilarious. Great. I thought he was... A- like, he, you, th- you think Joe Biden was what I think Mitt Romney was yes. in this past election? Yes. Okay. Debate. Past debate. This past debate. Yeah. Well, he lost in the past election also. So. Well, what? Oh. <laughs> now, what does that say when you get overtaken by McCain? Yeah. For the nominee. The um, nomination? It, it means that you are not rightist enough to become your party's nominee. Oh, and actually this brings up a very good point. Because what, we've discussed this a lot. Yes. People are a lot more moderate than they think. Yes. There are very few people that are truly right-wingers, and there are very few people that are truly crazy leftists. Absolutely. And and there's a lot more people who are moderate than there are liberal, and there's a lot more people who are moderate than they are crazy Tea Partiers. <laughs> you have the U.S. political spectrum is a speck. It's tiny. It's minuscule. If you look at the worldwide political spectrum, oh, we're lucky that we aren't run by like jihadists. Absolutely, you have you have totalitarian states. You have complete communist states. You have so much differentiation between the the far left and the far right. In this country, the far left and the far right fall within a millimeter of each other. And this is actually interesting. I'm, we're totally getting off topic, by the way. But that's you know what we do. Is there a truly socialistic state? And is there a truly capitalistic state? No. Anywhere in the world? Yeah, yes and no. Um, one cannot survive without the other, and we saw that with the collapse of Russia. Yeah. With the collapse of the Soviet bloc, I should say. Yeah. Um, which was which was the last great socialist, the only great uh, but socialist. It, but, but, okay, but, but there's a rather large difference between communistic and socialist. Yes. And when you have, they kind of had dictatorship going on. Absolutely. And if you look at China, China is the communist country. People's uh, the Yeah, it's, a, it's the People's Republic of China. It is yeah. a communist society. Yeah. However, they would not survive without capitalism. Without capitalism. Without, without a touch of it. Without trade yep. with the other developed world, they would yep. not have any. So you cannot have exclusively socialist. You cannot have exclusively capitalist. Capitalist might be a little easier to do exclusively, but then again, yeah, people dying yeah. because you're not taking care of them. Yeah. So then your workforce is gone. Yep. Conquer another country. Conquer another country? Yeah. Yeah. There's this thing called, oh, I don't know, the Geneva Convention. So <laughs> that's a little out of the water. Back on topic, I have no idea where we were. We were basically talking about the political spectrum being... So close together, the Republican Party and the Democratic Party are practically the same thing. There's differences of opinion on taxes. There's differences of opinion on federal versus state um, regulation yeah. and who who decides what to do. There's differences of opinion on social issues like abortion and gay rights. Yeah, but those play when it comes down to the really important things. 
those are pretty minuscule. And, and those really are the only differences. They really are. You can talk about, um, we're all pro-trade. We're all pro-trade. We're all pro-taking care of each other. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. Mitt Romney, Obama, they are good people at heart. No matter who you vote for, you're going to get someone who is passionate about America. And right now, more than anything, it's a popularity contest. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. Talking about the debate, uh, we want to get back to the debate. And I hear... <laughs> shouldn't have taken a break. Should have just let it, let it keep on going. <laughs> should have let it keep on going. Um, <laughs> my co-host, Hort, person um, of what? color... Color, my person of color here, who is the white commentator, color, the color commentator. There you go. Um, <laughs> just I, side. I accidentally brought up Libya. He accidentally brought up Libya, and I'm I'm kind of happy you did because I liked what I heard about Libya last night. Yeah, you would. I liked what President Obama had to say. He said that it was a terrible attack, a terrorist attack, and correctly, correctly, now. correctly, and before. However, wow. however, he made it a clear point to say that a terrorist attacks should not become political points. Very good point. And I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And and, and you and I were talking about this earlier. 9-11, had it been Obama, had it been Clinton, had it been Bush, Romney, anybody. Gore. Gore. Anybody. They would have all acted almost exactly the same and responded the same. Mm -hmm. They would have pulled the trigger and... Drop the bombs all over again. Which actually goes back to our, the point that we were talking about earlier. Both parties, really not that far apart. We, when it comes to terrorist acts, we need to respond and let them know we are the U.S. and we won't stand for it. You cannot mess with us. Because you can't. You just can't. You can't. If you're an American citizen, American citizens should be like Roman citizens. Yep. Roman citizens of old could walk the earth and all they had to carry the was known a badge of the knowner. <laughs> well, as far, the known world. as far as they could walk, they couldn't, you know, yeah. obviously walk on water. Hop on a boat. Yeah. A yacht. A yacht. Yeah. Get over here. Oh. Uh, they yeah. couldn't, <laughs> they could walk the known world to them with a badge that yep. said in Latin, and I wish I could remember oh, what it man. said, but it says, I am a Roman citizen. Soy Romano. <laughs> Sitisano. Wow, that was great. <laughs> Latin? Latin, yeah. Uh, and it, yeah. It, it said, I'm a Roman citizen. And that meant... You can't mess with them. You could not mess with them, because the full force of the Roman army would come to your town, pillage your town, and rape your women. I mean, that's kind yeah. of... Well, and, and I mean, that's kind of an extreme thing, where yeah. it's like, eh, you could use that to your advantage, and if you're a conquered state, and you're trying to fend yourself off from this egotistical Roman. Yeah. But the point remains, with as much power as the U.S. has, obviously, respectfully, nobody should be messing with us. Absolutely not. But Mad. at the same time, there is no way that I am walking on the streets of Tehran. No, not in a million years. There's no way I'm walking in nope. the streets of Lahore. Nope. There's no way I'm setting foot in Somalia. Iran, Pakistan. Any, and almost any of those countries, I wouldn't even, even Jordan. Think even Jordan. Yep. Jordan, which is not part of anything. No. People in the Middle East hate Americans so much, they don't have to know you to hate you. Exactly. Well, and, and 
Clearly, it's not everybody. Of course it's not. Of course it's not. I, and and a, a lot of it is a political thing. And, absolutely. And the extremists. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing as saying, oh, well, well, those Republicans, those Tea Partiers, eh, two pretty different absolutely. sections. One's the extreme. Mm-hmm. Same thing in the Middle East. Um, Islamic extremists are to Muslims and the Middle East as KKK, the Ku Klux Klan, is to Christianity in the United States. That's very, very good. Point. They are so far out of right field. Wow. That they're, they're, they're not grounded. But their acts of terror harbor hatred. And they affect the way that the society acts. Yep. And, I mean, that's, that's kind of what terrorism is. Terrorism is a, a tactic that is used to gain concessions. Um, yep to affect change, political change, and just to do your own thing, really. And you have the, the Sinn Féin and the IRA did that in Ireland really well. Yes. Um, Al-Qaeda has done it to an extent. Well, they did it to an extent. Yeah. Uh, and they've to, done it well in the region. Yes. Um, All they did was piss us off. It was like getting stung by a bee. Yeah, you don't want to shake a big high. dog's cage. Exactly. Really don't because that big dog knows how to launch F 18s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. So, to get back on topic, we were on a topic? Not really. Okay. Terrorist attacks are terrorist attacks are terrorist attacks are terrorist yes. attacks. Period. End of story. You cannot they politicize not be them. Politicized. And I could not be happier with what President Obama had to say last night about not politicizing them. Yes. He that- was correct on that point. Candy intervened when she shouldn't have. And she also came out after the debate and said that the whole picture, Romney's correct. That specific topic, Obama's correct. Again, it was almost like the debate. Who won? Both sides are happy with their person. Both sides are very happy with what happened. But if you look at the polling data, I I have the polling data um, from earlier today. 46% of Americans say that Obama won the poll. Yep. Oh, Obama was won the debate. It was 38, 39% say that um, Mitt Romney won the Which debate. is actually very interesting because then if you look at the specifics and who did better on the economy, mm-hmm. who came across as more likable, mm-hmm. those different things, Mitt won. So what does that say? Because he, okay, you, you said two different things. You said two very different things. Who was more likable and who was on the economy. Mm-hmm. People might have agreed with Mitt Romney on the economy, but People liked what they saw from Obama. They saw a leader who was not afraid to tackle questions. They saw a person who didn't interrupt the moderator and try to become the moderator. They saw a person... Well, my, the, the right saying the same exact thing about Mitt. Uh, okay, you and I watched it yesterday. Yes. And you had... Uh, what is his name? Uh, Ram for president. Kerry. Kerry, John Kerry. Who came out and, oh my gosh, Obama, blah, 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 blah. And then you had... The, the Georgia uh, governor. Louisiana, Louisiana governor. Yeah, come out for Romney. Yeah. Exact same thing that Kerry said. Well, I mean, and that's... For Mitt. This is the spin room. Oh. People are going yeah. to spin what they want Absolutely. to. Absolutely. People are going to say what they want to. If you look at the fact checkers... Um, who were working overtime last night? Yes, they were. There were mistruths tr- yeah. or half truths. Well, and uh, from both sides. From both sides. Um, and that's and when it comes to each side has their facts. You could be talking about anything. Absolutely. And there is a study to back up either side. I was reading a study. Well, the majority of a study. The majority of a study that said that Republicans are retarded across the board. 
it was looking at mental institutions and how uh, this is I'm not kidding you I'm not I, pulling some but actually I, I got something to go along with this <laughs> this this was a uh, a study of not uh, institutionalized persons um, and I think it was a, a 65% majority had been Republican when they were out okay okay so this brings up a good point because I was reading something that if, if you were categorized as creative specifically if you're an artist uh, musician something along those lines that you have a mental disease. Where do we put people with mental diseases? Congress. Congress. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, so if you're institutionalized, normally you have a mental illness. Yeah. Great. You've been a Republican. You might have been a Republican, but you were a very creative person. Yeah. Absolutely creative. You really did like to uh, arrange those limbs after you had dismembered them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't check my walls. Whatever you do. Actually, or the attic. This is actually because we're in October now, and October is a great time. Um, I don't believe in ghosts. Oh, I do. I've, I've seen a ghost. You seen? He's seen a ghost. I've seen a ghost. I have not. And a UFO. And a UFO. Yeah. Are you sure it just wasn't like a little thingy? No, actually. I don't. Yeah. Maybe we can go there. With aliens. Yeah. Did they probe you? Well. Okay. I didn't mind. Not that time. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't believe in ghosts. I believe in demons. Um. And if you look in the Bible, demons existed. Yes. So there's absolutely precedent set that demons exist. I believe that they exist in this world now. Well, and and when it comes to different things happening, uh, possessions. Mm -hmm. Is that a demon? I believe so, yeah. Okay, yeah, I absolutely yeah, yeah. believe so. So when it comes to, could a haunting be a demon? Yeah. Okay, absolutely. So, so the idea of a ghost, it's more of a terminology thing. Yes. Okay. It's how people like to portray them, portray them okay. and and categorize them and how the American culture likes to just have fun. Yeah. Actually, there's so it's not bed sheets and, and holes cut out. And no, it's not bed sheets and holes cut out. It, it's, it's Civil War generals with like holes in their chest. Yeah, like Stonewall Jackson, except he did not die from a bullet hole. He died from like cholera or something. Like yeah, that. it's kind of messy. which sucks because Stonewall Jackson. I'm, I'm obviously a Union supporter, but Stonewall Jackson was a great general. It's all about the South, yo. He was fantastic. Oh, it's all about the South. All about the South. All about the South. Yeah. Listen, listen. <laughs> if it wasn't about the numbers, the South would have risen and win. We're, won. Win. See? I speak like I'm from the South. I got this. I got this, man. I, my fan are from Texas. <laughs> so, I don't know what y'all thinking about when y'all say that the South would have won. Because you got that train tracks coming in, supplying the North, <laughs> supplying the North. And you got the South just ran into okay. the sea. <laughs> Literally. Literally ran into because the sea. What, what was General Lee's and what was U.S. Grant's strategies? Lee actually had a strategy. Grant didn't have a strategy. Grant, no. Grant wrote as many people at you as possibly. Did. Absolutely. And that's why the Civil War was one of the bloodiest yeah. wars of all times. Of all times. It, was, it pitted brother against brother. Cousin and against cousin. Cousin against cousin. Father against father. I don't know if you can have more than one father. You can have more than one mother, oh. we found out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, back, back to the topic. We'll talk about Civil War later because uh, it's it's. we'll talk about it in two, April. We got we'll talk about it in April because I mean, it's banned five Aprils. Oh, my gosh. Same. Wow. Right? It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. Okay. There was a book I read when I was in... in the majority in, of a book? No, no, I read the entire... Actually, I did not read the... Ah, no. See? Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss Abbott. I did not finish Across Five Aprils. I thought it was a terrible book. <laughs> it was a story it's of... that book. It was a story of a fam... I, I still read it. All you have to do is read the end. I wrote a report on it. I wrote a report on it. Well, I yeah. didn't read more than half of it. It's called The Internet. It's called 
actually, actually at that time it wouldn't have been the internet. It was. I was in eighth grade, so that was only four, six, uh, 2005. That's seven years ago. 2005? I was in eighth grade. Until I, graduated. I graduated from eight, from eighth grade to oh 2005. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This explains the grays. That year. Um, yeah, you're, my, you're a young my, child. Yeah. Wow. To get back on topic, um, I, I just want to—I want to say you were apologizing to Mrs. Abbott. I was. That's right. topic. She was Miss Abbott at the time. Miss Abbott, Miss not Abbott. Mrs. No, she was Mrs. Burton later. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Um, I think later that year. It's too bad. Anyway, um, I just want to touch on one last thing about the um, politics, politics debate, debate specifically, and then we'll get to something more exciting. I think politics is very exciting. Uh, the, the misconception that politics is boring is oh, plaguing is it's plaguing our generation. Yeah, and so I cannot propagate anybody. I cannot support anybody who says politics is boring. Absolutely, but not everybody should vote. Not everybody should vote. Throw that out there. Everybody should get involved, but please do not vote. This is completely unconstitutional. <laughs> completely unconstitutional, and I'm gonna. No, it's not. I'm, no, 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 it is. It is. No, it's not. Well, okay, currently, okay, okay, yes. Honestly, if you go by the books of what the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence says, white Wealthy male landowners, landowners, that's it. Yep. Those are the only people who are allowed to vote. George Washington, if he were alive today, would be, he'd die of a heart attack. He would take one look at the, the State of the Union and die. Yes, absolutely. And now, now. Times have changed since then. Yes, absolutely. And everybody should have access to the ability to vote. Yes. There should be some way to measure if somebody has a brain in their head yeah. first. Yeah. If you did not pass high school, if you did not graduate from yeah. high school, or no. earn a GED, yep. Sorry, can't. you cannot vote. Nope. Not at all. I'd like that, uh, uh, that convicts can't. I yeah. mean, obviously, there's a way to, to get it back, and for some, it makes sense. Yep. Any violent offender cannot vote. Yep. Period. End of story. Violent offender. Violent offender. Exactly. Yes. Yep. If you are detrimental to society... In in a lot of different ways. Sorry. Why would I let you vote? Yeah. Actually, I'm not sorry. You, you shouldn't be sorry. No. You shouldn't be sorry. If yeah. someone kills three people... You... Yeah. And then yeah. gets acquitted on a technicality, yep. should not vote. Exactly. Heck, if you get too many speeding tickets... Well, not speeding tickets. That would throw me out there. No, okay. Well, I was taking that at a weird place. But it didn't quite go. But, no, I mean, if you are a repeat... repeat Offender to society. There should be something for that. Absolutely. But, but uh, absolutely some kind of IQ test. I believe so. There should be... Everybody should have access to voter pamphlets, which they do. Everybody should have access to... Um, <laughs> this is funny. I was reading another um, study. No, I actually read the entirety of this, okay. this, right. this study that was stating that 63%, 63... Ish, 63-ish percent of Americans could not pass the United States American Citizenship Test. Oh, yeah. And that's egregious. Oh, it's terrible. If you don't know how many senators there are, if you don't know how many states there are, if you don't know the capitals of the states, if you don't know, well, yeah, that's a good point. But if you don't know what your representation looks Does like... Does anybody really care about South Dakota? South Bismarck, North Dakota. No, actually, you're right. Yep. Lansing, Michigan. Um... Uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. I, I did a report on South Dakota, and I still couldn't tell you. Not Rushmore. That's it. 
That's all yeah, it's got. That Mount, Mount Rushmore, South Dakota is the... <laughs> Let's yeah. see. Bismarck is north. And I can't South even Dakota. think... You know what? I can't even I should know this. what South Dakota exactly. is. Exactly. The South Dakota state capital is something that... Um, if, if, if you've never been there, it's a beautiful state capital. State um, capital. Not the state. The state capital. Yeah. Actually, that's a good point. I've never been to the state at all. Yeah. Um, so... I, Mount Rushmore is is, is it's beautiful. <laughs> I've never been there. <laughs> I want to go so badly. Oh. It's it's on my list of things to do. That's good. Bucket list. My bucket list. Absolutely. Actually, this is fascinating. You might want to get on that. My bucket. I'm not that far. Uh, December 2012. December 2012. We're out of here. Okay. Well, then we have a lot of stuff to make up for. Pierre, by the way. Pierre is the capital of South Dakota. Oh yeah, I think you're. Oh, you just looked it up on your phone. You I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, so there should be some kind of some kind of you need to know X about politics yeah. in order to vote. Yeah, yeah. because the uninformed voter votes basically solely on who do I like more? Popularity, popularity contest. What and the media says. What their complexion is sometimes. Well, yeah, no, well, yeah. They're well, and, and and what families told them in the past. And what religion they are. Yep. And what genitalia they have. Or don't. Or don't have. Well, no, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> um, Just saying. I, I don't even know where to take that. Anyways, um, point is, not everybody should vote. The point is, be an informed voter. <laughs> if you're not going to be an informed voter, stay home. Don't mail that ballot in. That's what it boils down to. Absolutely. If you do not know the issues, if you do not know the candidates, don't vote. That being said, learn them so you can vote. Amen. And with that, I think I'm done with politics for today. You're good? I think I'm you done. You rest your case? I rest my case. Lawyered. Wow. Okay, let's move on to... Um some sports. Yes. Um, and actually, segueing with Mount Rushmore, we were talking about this earlier, uh, you're Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. Who are your Ooh. four? If you, because, because what is Mount Rushmore? Mount Rushmore it, is... It defines who some of our, our best presidents have been. Who are the four that are there? Oh, yeah. Washington, Lincoln, uh, Jefferson, and... Uh, hold on. Let me picture it in my head. Some other old white guy. Theodore. Is Teddy on there? Teddy. I was going to say Teddy, yeah. and I thought... It's the four Would Teddy really be on there? It's the Oh, well, it's a national park, and Teddy's kind of the guy. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, so you... We, we like Teddy. So you have Lincoln, Washington, Jefferson, and Teddy. Yes. Theodore Roosevelt. Yes. We could actually... I'm going to take this a step further. Oh, crap. <laughs> you can break down which president correlates to which quarterback and yes. therefore belongs on... Okay. On... Okay. On the Mount Rushmore Absolutely. Let's take Washington first. Okay, Washington. Washington um, was... Founder... Founding father... Yes. ...of our country. He was the general... The general. The general... Okay, now, see, but that actually takes quarterback into two different spots, because who founded the modern-day quarterback? I would argue modern... Uh, John, well, John Unitas, really. Yeah. Well, and you could throw out uh, just a very... Kind of, a little bit. A little bit. But you can, Okay, so if, if you talk about the founding father of, of modern-day quarterbacks, you have to talk about Unitas, and you have to talk about Montana. Yes. They... Oh... 
revolutionized everything. Absolutely, absolutely revolutionized everything. And this and 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 the um the War of Independence was a revolutionary war. Wow. Yeah, that was yeah. that was good. Yeah, tossing so, that in there, right? Yeah. So so I'm gonna go with my pick for George Washington as Joe Montana. You're going with Montana. I'll go with Montana. Plus, it's close to South Dakota, so there you go. Oh, I I would just almost feel bad about not including anything pre-1980. I would, too, but if you look at how it changed, how the game changed in the late 70s and early 80s, yes. it was a ground-based game. Yeah. It was a ground-based game. Yes. You had one great quarterback from pre-80s. Okay, so, so well, Unitas, uh, are we taking out Tarkenton? Are we taking out... Uh, Tarkenton is from, like, the Vikings, right? Yeah. Well, so did he play or early 80s? I think he played in the early 80s. Yeah. So he was during that time. Period. Yeah. Um, well, Justin Verity was kind of during that time. Yeah. Period, a little bit earlier. Okay. Well, what period. about Mr. Steeler? Terry Bradshaw. Bradshaw. Yeah. Terry Bradshaw. The winningest Super Bowl quarterback. He has four Super Bowl championships. Yeah. That's nothing to sneeze at. No. But, but, but would anybody put him on their team now? No. I don't but, so. but would people put any of the current quarterbacks back then? Some of them. Possibly. There, there would, are, would Manning have survived no. in, in 1970? Brady wouldn't have. No, no, Brady would have Brady would have died. Like a little girl. I mean, Bledsoe, who was a bigger body than Brady, was injured out of the league, basically. Yeah. So, no, I don't think that any quarterback from today could have existed in the 70s. Okay. It was a completely different game. Okay, so then maybe maybe that's what we should do because you and I are uh, biased. Yes, and, and even talking Montana and Marino mm-hmm. is hard because we've only seen. I have Marino on my Mount Rushmore also. Though. Well, absolutely, he's, we'll, he's, we'll, my, we'll he's my Teddy. To, he's your Teddy. He's yeah, teddy. He, he's definitely. He's my Teddy. Yeah, might be a Teddy. Uh, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> but but so maybe maybe that's what we should do to 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 throw that out there. We're biased. The earliest we can go is is Montana. The first Marino. The first football game I watched was a Super Bowl of the St. Louis Rams and the New England Patriots. Yep. That was nineteen ninety nine or two thousand. It was either nineteen ninety nine or two thousand. Yeah. And two thousand one? Something. I think I think it was two thousand. <laughs> so that shows how small the sample size that I actually have. We have. We've gone back and looked at film and looked at reports and yes. you know if you've taken first-hand accounts from everything, then I mean yeah, you see you can see these guys for what they were to that time period. Yes, there is no way to cross-reference that time period to today's time period. You can't do it. No, absolutely. The games have changed. The rules have changed. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I think that going with Montana as Washington works. I think it makes sense. Um, Many argue that he's the best quarterback ever. Many would argue that George Washington is the best president ever. There'd be an argument there. There's definitely an argument for it. Yeah. I mean, I'd agree with it, but there's definitely an argument for it. Okay. Um, when, when we're talking about great, great presidents, we obviously have to include Thomas Jefferson. Absolutely. Jefferson scribed the majority of... Yeah, you're welcome. No, uh, <laughs> the majority of not only uh, the Declaration of Independence, but the Virginia Plan, yep. which turned into the Constitution eventually. Yep. I mean, it, it was worked on with the Massachusetts Plan and, and everything, but 
he scribed the majority of the two documents that found and guide this country. So it kind of sounds to me like you're talking about somebody who very thoroughly knew um, this country yes. and, and knew the presidency yes. and was a master of that role. Yes. Kind of sounds to me like a, a Peyton Manning sort of guy. Yes. Somebody who knows the ins and outs of everything at that position. Yes. He is an offensive coordinator on the field. Yes. Jefferson was the the scribe, the founding father in the presidency. Yes. Manning and Jefferson. Yeah. Buddies. Absolutely. I like I it. go for that all day. Although I prefer Jefferson's hair. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's great. Probably his face, too. It's Although probably. Manning's commercials, <laughs> golden. Absolutely. But at the same time, Jefferson's mistress, golden brown. Wow. Didn't see that coming. Right? Yeah. Right. That's good. Okay. <laughs> Moving along, we have <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, who is maybe my favorite president. Yes. He's in my top five. Republican. For sure. Would be Democrat if he was left today. Republican. Would be Democrat if he was left today. Republican. Would be Democrat if he was left Everybody go today. see the movie. Everybody go see the, the vampire Republican. slayer. Republican. Abraham Lincoln, vampire slaver. Slayer. 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 <laughs> lifesaver? <laughs> yes. He was a lifesaver. He was a lifesaver. He was a lifesaver to the black people, and that's why he'd be a Democrat. Well, that's why the Democratic people, the Democratic people, that's why the, well, we're not even going to get there. Not even going to get there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we need to go back to <laughs> sports. Quarterbacks. Quarterback. Focus. If we talk about what Lincoln was to the presidency. Yes. Lincoln was the tallest, which would be Peyton. Um, <laughs> yeah. Lincoln was um, the strong leader that would not let the Union dissolve. Yes. He would not allow factions to destroy the Union. Absolutely. Um, he would not allow pass rushes to get in the way of passing yards. Ooh, he would not allow not making a Super Bowl to keep him out of the conversation as the greatest quarterback of all time. Ooh, I don't know if I like where this is going. Because I, 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 was, I was thinking somebody else, but oh, well, we can go here. I'm just trying to figure it out because we have a very strong, very, very strong leader. Um, and actually, I will switch it up. No, well, you know, no, actually, no, 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 I like this correlation though because because um, um, Lincoln wasn't able to fully serve out his term. No, which might have even made his his uh, legacy greater. Yes, much like Marine, uh, Marino not being able to get the Super Bowl. That would have made his legacy even greater. Absolutely. Ah, that might be a pretty good correlation. Thank you. Dang it. That's why I made it. Okay, so we've got we've got Manning. We've got well and we'll come back because you, you might be wavering on this Marino one. No, I'm gonna Manning Marino. Marino's where Montana. I was going. I'm good Marino. Oh, you are good with We have Manning Marino Montana and we're uh, we're getting away from the M's now. <laughs> well okay, so who who is not going to be on there? Tom Brady's not. Tom Brady's not going to be on there. Steve Young, Steve I love Young, the guy. Not going to be on there. Greatest is he still most uh, greatest career uh, passing percentage? Um, he's up there. Okay, he was very effective, very efficient. Yeah, he yeah. was great. Um, he was coming into a system that coming off the coattails off of Montana. Montana. He's more like white boy can run. White boy could get a rushing touchdown. He he was he was just saying he was RG three couple generations too too early. 
too early. He did what he needed to do. <laughs> he did what he needed to do. He was great. Um, he was a fantastic quarterback. Great, yeah. He was coming into a system that had just gone away from Montana. Yes. So, which is actually, actually, you know what? We shouldn't uh, 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 set that aside though, because how many quarterbacks can step in after a legend like Montana and still be successful? You can you can make the argument that Matt Castle would be the best quarterback ever if he was still in Bill Belichick's system. Well, yeah, but he took but, the Patriots to an eleven five season after Brady went down. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, but is Tom Brady great because he's great, or is it the system? This is what I'm saying. Montana, I think, is great regardless of the system. I agree. Also, it helps. So, well, I mean, it helps having the best wide receiver of all time on your team. Yeah, and, but and how long has have the Dolphins been looking for Marino's replacement? Yeah. Centuries. Decades. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Decades. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it could. Uh, I think the only two that have really done a great job of, of replacing a legend um, would be Aaron Rodgers and Steve Young. Yes. Aaron Rodgers isn't on the list. No, he's may, may, he might he, potentially he, he end could, up being. Be. He has the ability to be there. Yes, but we're Not talking ten so years, far. ten or ten, fifteen years oh, down yeah. the road. Too too premature. Yeah, yeah. Um. So the to me the only two that could possibly be Teddy, and they actually could both make a very good argument for being Teddy, John Elway, and Mr. Brett Favre, and Mr. Brett Favre. I'm going to take this up, uh, one way. Um, I want to hear what you have to say about Elway. So tell me what you have to say about Elway. Um, in his last two seasons, after after coming out and being a rock star. He came out and, and was lights out. What first year was he in the Super Bowl? Second year. He 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 looked lights out. He was going to be great. Still had a very good career. Um, but then he comes out. And, well, and, and when you look at his numbers, he's still the leader or top three in a whole bunch of the quarterback mm-hmm. numbers. Mm-hmm. Comes out and finishes his career with back to back Super Bowls against Favre. Well, one was. One was Favre. Were they both Favre? I or, can't speak to that. I was, might have been I was still in diapers. Falcons? I was still in diapers. Somebody played the Falcons. Just Who played the Falcons? I was just playing other. I was still in Anyways, diapers. beat Favre. Yes. That's all I need to know. Yeah. Favre was in his prime. Yes. Elway was at the end of his career. Yes. Beat him. So the thing Bowl. that I respect about Elway is he left on a high note. Yes. Um, Favre, Which too many people don't know how to do. Favre continued past his prime. Far past his prime. Far past his prime when he could have left on a high note. Yep. And he decided not to. He decided uh, hard, to hard to leave, though, when you get taken out by Bounty Gate. Yeah. Yeah. That year with the Vikings. Well, and that's the other thing. Elway was a Bronco. Teddy was a rough rider. Teddy was a rough <laughs> He was a rough rider. Oh, Favre. Favre ruined his legacy. By not retiring a, a Packer. Favre ruined his legacy the moment he went to the Jets. Yep. The cell phone didn't help. No, cell phones. Cell phone didn't help. Cell phones are bad. The sexting is bad. Yeah. It's fun. Just say no, kids. Just say no to pictures of yourself on the internet, because that's what happens. Ruins your political chances, too. It does, you know, and so will this podcast. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's no way we're going to elect that. <laughs> Maybe city council. Absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. So to come back to the original point, we have Washington. Washington. As Montana. Montana. We have Jefferson as Manning. Manning. We have 
Lincoln as Marino, and we have Teddy as Elway. That's our pantheon of greats. We realize that Peyton is still playing, and some disqualify him because he's still playing. I think that's a moot, absolutely asinine, silly argument. Speaking of moot. Yeah, all y'all that say mute instead of moot. Kind of like uh, often or often. Learn English. <laughs> okay. How long, how many years of your life did you go without knowing that it was moot? Well, like yesterday. But yeah, still. Yeah. I know now. So yeah, everybody yeah. else is clearly not as smart as me. The point is become educated. That's a good point. Basically what it's about. Stay in school, kids. Stay in school, kids. Uh, <laughs> today <laughs> is kids. today is Wednesday. Wednesday the 17th. 17th. We have a great opportunity to see the Seahawks play probably, in prime time. Probably our biggest game of the year. It could have been argued Green Bay and the Patriots were the two biggest games. Seahawks playing Green Bay on Monday night. That one's going to go down in history as one of the uh, most jumbled outcome games ever. Still think the better team won. Not that the power poles uh, reflect that. Um, the Patriots, we went toe-to-toe with and beat them squarely. Um, and now, the reason that I think this is probably the most important game of the year is out of those three teams, the 49ers, the Patriots, and the, the Packers, 49ers are the best team. Yes. Out of the three of them. Yes. Best team. And they're our division rival. Yes. We, the, the crown to the NFC West, which is the best division in football right now, goes through the 49ers. Yes. If we won at home, uh, at their place, against them, that would be one of the biggest statements that we could make. Not only that, this is the statistically and emotionally the hardest game the Seahawks have for the rest of the season. Oh, absolutely. It's almost cake beyond this. Well, and, with, and, the, with the exception of the Bears, it's cake beyond this. Yes. And, and what I actually I, I love about this game is there's a history between the 49ers and the Seahawks as being rivals. Yes. Uh, which is awesome. But then add on top of that, Harbaugh versus Carroll yes. is a storyline that Stanford versus the OSC. Ooh, maybe. Bad. There's, yes. And you think that these two, they probably do respect the, each other, but I think there's some bad blood. Absolutely. I, I think they just want to beat the snot out of each other. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and did, did you listen to Harbaugh's uh, conference call? I did not. With, with the, uh, the Seattle writers? I was working. Extremely short. He was extremely rude. And I, I've never really liked him anyways. I prefer his brother. I like John. Yeah. Well, a lot better. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, who do you hang out with? John Harbaugh. All day. Absolutely. Every day. Yeah. And that I'm sure that his parents like John more too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How can you not? Poor Jim. Poor Jim. Anyways. Uh, I, I, so does that mean villains are created? Sure, I'm supposed to be quoting something here, but, you know, I, I missed it. He's shaking his head at me, people. If only you could see this. <laughs> his disappointment in me. I had such high hopes. I know. Such high Sorry hopes. to disappoint. Okay, let's get to the game. Yes. Well, I wanted to... I want to break this down pretty, pretty, um, pretty well. Piece by piece? Piece by piece. Okay. It is this, it, it, we will make this our final segment of the night for all of you people, so you, you don't have to, you know, yeah, be amazed for too long. Yes, 
we are approaching the one hour mark. Uh, we're going to try and keep all of our podcasts at about one hour. Um, the inaugural one, we're allowed to go over a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, we're also going to have more, probably more formats and more yeah. um, segments, so to speak, going forward and more topics yeah. that are actually staying on point. But like we said, this is our first. And like you never forget your first. You never forget your first. Um, I think I had, I did actually. St. Pauli Girl? Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> if you look at what each team does well, it's very similar. They are stout defenses that protect the run very well and have arguably the two best secondaries in the league. Eh, eh, no. The 49ers do not have one of the top two secondaries okay, in the top league. five secondaries in the league. Yeah. They had three pro bowlers last we, week. We... Okay, but was that because of the pass rush that made the secondary look, look good? Everything that I've read and all the commentators and everybody have said, if there's anything suspect about this 49ers defense, it's the secondary. Hmm, interesting. They have had a couple injuries. They have. So... I'm just throwing it out yeah, there. I can just say it. I can see that. I can see that. Um, but we have two defenses that play very well. Very well. We have two. Well, and then we were talking about this earlier. The the 49ers have the... Do we want to go segment by segment? Yeah, let's, let's go defense let's first. Really quick. Let's go defense. Okay. Secondary. We yes. have a better secondary. Yes. Um, front four. 49ers. Yes. Um, linebackers... Push also have to go 49ers because 49ers. Patrick Willis has that much more experience. Yeah. I love the way that Bobby Wagner is playing. He's not playing like a rookie, but he still doesn't have the experience of a Patrick Willis. Yes. Um, KJ Wright's playing well. He's a second-year guy. Leroy Hill is the oldest, most tenured person on the defense. On the team. On the team, period, but on the defense itself. Yeah. And he's still starting, which says something about him. Yeah. Um, when you look oh, at true the- fun. Oh, he's not starting. He's not he comes in for nickel. He comes in at nickel. Okay. And that's temporary. Um, when until, you look at until front seven, and when you look at front seven versus front seven, they stack up pretty well. You have um, more dominant interior linemen on the Seahawks. You have better exterior linemen on the um, 49ers. 49ers with Alan Smith and Justin Smith. Yeah. I mean, they get to the quarterback lane with none of them. Yep. yep. Um, inside linebacker, because of age and wisdom, you have to go. Yeah, yes, you have to. Wagner, Wagner will play at that level and will continue to grow. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, so that that sounds like two for 49ers, one for the Seahawks. Yes, and then the secondary. Oh, oh, so you, you just did four different spots. I did outside, inside, linebackers, wow. and secondary. Okay, so ha- okay, so so here's the difference maker: coaching. Yes. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll is the defensive coach. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh is the offensive coach. Offensive. I trust a defensive-minded head coach a lot more than an offensive-minded head coach. And and Bevel? Bevel. Yeah, Bevel. Yeah. Yeah. He's the O-coordinator. Who's our Gus Bradley. Thank you. I'm all over the place. There's too many names. I just think of Pete. I have to keep him in check. Yeah, I'll let you know. Um, But D-coordinator and head coach work very well together. Yes. And when you have somebody who's a defensive-minded coach like Pete Carroll, I would expect our defense to be better better coached yes. than the 49ers. Yes. Although their coordinator is great. I mean, and that's just because that's where the head coaching puts the impetus on. Yeah. Yes. What the head coaching puts the impetus on. Great word, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so edge defense to the Hawks. Slight edge. Slight. Based on coaching. 
Based on coaching, yes. And 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 you could say youth and um, it's excitability. Wait, youth, speed, and excitability. Yeah, definitely on the speed. speed. Definitely speed. Definitely speed. Um, the only thing that I could see is them getting overexcited. Yes, and making mistakes that they shouldn't make. It's possible, especially coming off of a big win. Yes. Uh, and the 49ers being very emotional and getting embarrassed by the Giants. Their butts whooped. They really got their butts whooped. Which, but okay, so then this, this, so this right now brings me to a topic that I want to touch on. The the 49ers got their butts whooped, their asses handed to them by the Giants. The Seahawks are a superior defensive team than the Giants are in every way. Yes. Uh, pass rush. Eh. Okay, well, you, when you have JPP, you and you're a... Yeah, I, it's hard not to be... Yeah, yeah. They're, they're one of the top in the league. Yeah. Um, we're, we'll get there. Absolutely. We have, we have the tools, we have the people. Yes. Uh, but they they have that little edge of experience. They rush more than we do. Yes. We're, we're more conservative on the defense. Well, and they have to because their secondary is awful. Yes. Awful. So it's a bit of give and take. And how many times did they pick off that Three, four times, three times? Absolutely, three times. And they picked up Alex Smith three times. Three times. Three times. Okay. We have a better secondary than they do. Oh, all day. All day. Where our pass rush might not be there, um, it's not far behind. We did get nine sacks on Aaron Rodgers. I mean, people forget. We sacked Aaron Rodgers nine times. Good night. Good night. If he's lucky Alex, he was able to get up the next If time. Alex Smith takes two hits... He starts throwing like a oh, girl. He, yeah, he's a little throwing girl. like a girl. Although I like Alex Smith, yes. I've always been a supporter, I've, I, and I haven't. I know. I think he's a middle tier quarterback at best. Very, very middle of the middle. Yes. Um, when you also talk about pass rush, his left tackle Joe Staley is not going to play. Injured concussion can't play. Left tackle blind side protector for Mister Smith. So they're putting. Who, who are we going to put over there? A rookie right tackle. Yeah. Ooh. Was out of place at right tackle too. Yep. So Ugly. this should be a good matchup um, for the Seattle defense. N- now let's break down offense. Let's break down offense. Okay. In a second. In a second, you got something to say. I do. Okay. It goes back to the Giants. It goes back to San Francisco coming off an embarrassing loss to the Giants, whereas Seattle is coming off of an emotionally charged, um, good feeling win over. Solid. Solid win. Win. Solid win over the Patriots. Comeback win over the Patriots. 14 points in the fourth. 14 points in the last seven minutes of the fourth. Man. What a game. What a game. But we're here to talk about what's going on now. And we spoke about this briefly earlier, um, about is it easier to coach what you did right and continue building on what you did right? Absolutely. It's easier to coach what you did right than it is to coach away what you did wrong. Absolutely. The Seahawks it's did, a lot easier to, to, to make a bad habit yes. than it is to correct it. Yes. The Seahawks did so much right in the Pages game, and the 49ers did so much wrong in the Giants game, that I think it's egregious that the 49ers are seven-point favorites. They're seven-point favorites. The 49ers are seven-point favorites. I'll take that under all day. Take the under. I'll take the win for the Seahawks. Go to the bank. But for sure, I'd Stop by my bank. branch. Take a little extra withdrawal. Invest it. Bring it back the next day. You're welcome. You I like will report you. A line of credit? We can do that for you. Yes. 
we do offer. That was that. Anyways, okay, moving on. Offense. Talking down. O-line. We've already touched on it. It's the Hawks. It has to be the Hawks. And, and then exclusively because of the left tackle being Well, out. okay, but not exclusively. Because I because who's the better coached O-line? You're talking about Tom Cable. Tom Cable is probably my favorite coach in the NFL. I he's love, not a head coach. I love that he's not a head coach. I think he's better suited as not a head coach. Although, I think, obviously, Al Davis was crazy nuts. Um, but I, I think Tom Cable will get a shot. Again, probably shortly, which is too bad for us. But... One of my favorite guys in the NFL. As long as they don't make him a D coordinator, we're good. Wow, Eagles reference. Sorry, Juan Castillo. Good night. Good night. Anyways, <laughs> O-line, Seahawks. Yes. Although, and we need to throw this they out have, there too. They have better guards. Yes. They have Pro Bowl guards. Yes. But here's the thing. Both teams like to run the ball. Yes. So the line is coached to block. We have a zone blocking scheme. Yes. We block, and we did an awful job a couple times. Last week, where three guys were blocking oh. one Patriot, yeah. and somebody came clean and, yeah. and dropped Marshawn in the backfield. Yeah. Unacceptable. That never happened. That should never happen. That almost never happens. Almost never. But I think it happened like three times uh-huh. in the Patriots game. Mm-hmm. How can three people... Block one person. Block one person. When you're talking about Vince Wolfwork, who is maybe the best, one of the two best nose, nose tackles, tackles ever. We're talking about him and Haloy Ngata. Yeah. Haloy Nada. Nada. Norman. As the best nose tackles in the game now. Yes. So you kind of have to double team him. Triple team him is a little extreme. Yeah. So anyways, um, and and I think we digress. Yes, we digress. They have better interior linemen. We have better exterior linemen. Yes. Um, which is actually opposite of defense. Yeah. And our center Unger is fantastic. Solid. Solid. He was one of the first guys that we locked up for a longer term contract. Yeah. If I remember. Yeah. They extended him this year for I think four more years. Perfect. That's the other thing about our Seahawks team that I love. They're young. They're young. We've got them for a while. Yeah. A couple of years of, of building, and then we can absolutely just keep building and, and uh, keep the people that yeah. we really, really like. There's the ability to build a dynasty. What they needed was a great quarterback. Which we, we will touch on that next. That's not not next. That's our last topic, I think. No, we can't. We'll have to. That is a whole segment in and of itself. Next week, we'll talk about how, how great the cult of Russell Wilson is. I want to touch on, on wide receivers. We have one of the top five receivers of all time for the 49ers um, in Randy Moss. However, he's in the twilight of his career. Is that like saying we have the best wide receiver of all time when we had Jerry Rice? Well, we also had Franco Harris. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Randy, My- Randy Mice. Randy Moss. Wow. Is- Words. Who was having? Did I spread that? It's Sorry. contagious. Um, Randy Moss is in the twilight of his career. He's not doing hot anymore. You have to game plan against he, him because he, he still has uh, that. Absolutely. Do you, do you put? Do you just have a safety cover him over the top? I think so. Do you, do you push he, him at the line and then and then go cover somebody else? I think I think you push him at the line and zone him out. Yeah. And if he absorbs a hit from Chance, oh, like Walker did, he's oh, done. He's done. He's, little. he's done. I, and I love Randy. He's Moss. lost. He's lost a lot of his muscle mass. Oh, absolutely. He's just he's, he's, just, old. he's old. Then yeah, I love. But if we don't account for him, yes, then get you'll back. get burned. Absolutely, yeah. you have to account for him because he does does still have that playmaking ability. Um, Crabtree. Crabtree is finally coming into his own this season. Finally, he's he's not a bad quarterback. Quarter wide, wide receiver. receiver. Goodness, he's not a bad wide receiver. But he's. He, run, he still doesn't run his route. I wouldn't even call him a middle-tier wide no. receiver. I, the potential was there. 
and maybe he'll get coached up still from Harbaugh a little bit because, again, Harbaugh, offensive guy, he can figure it out. But Crabtree, I don't think will ever live up to his potential. No. Um, so I, I think Browner covers. I would put Browner on Crabtree. Crabtree, yeah. Um, Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis is their deadliest weapon. He's the wild card also because he has huge games and he has games where he doesn't show up. Yep. That's more... He was a beast uh, in the playoffs last year. He was a beast. Absolutely. He's the reason that (laughs) that the Saints didn't make it. Oh, absolutely. He's the reason the Saints didn't make it. And I would argue that if you... If I was building a team and I could have Vernon Davis, Jimmy Graham, Gronk, I would take Vernon Davis. We have affectionately named Vernon Davis Venereal or Venereal. Out of love. He's one of our favorite players to make fun of. I just straight up love him. I know you I have a man crush. Yeah, that him and everybody else. Yeah. It's something about the first name with a V. Because Vincent Jackson yeah. was my man crush. Was. Now I'm a little disappointed. Well, yeah. But venereal for sure. Venereal. You yeah. love that venereal. I love it. He is, you have to count for him. You um, have to. What, you don't what, have, what, what do you do to him? Whatever you want to do. Wow. Maybe. I, I <laughs> <laughs> you jam him at the line with KJ. With Okay. Um, drop KJ five to seven, and have um, probably Chancellor Chancellor over the top. Yeah. Yep, um, that's the best matchup. Yep. Um, Do we need to account for any? Is Manningham going to be healthy? Manningham maybe? is still projected to be out. We won't know until exactly. tomorrow for sure. He okay. was he was very limited in practice today, and he's he, he's been doing okay this season. Yes. I don't think him and Alex Smith have quite clicked. They yet. haven't. They haven't had enough practice time. Um, but. I, He's kind of a wild card to me, actually. Yes, yeah. he's a wild card in much the way that Doug Baldwin is a wild card. Yeah, Doug Baldwin yep. has insane skills. Yep, um, and he's developing in the relationship with Russell Wilson. We saw that on fifty-four and twenty-four yard strikes. Oh gosh, and and I I just wish he would stay healthy. DB Fresh, one of my favorite, like venereal guys in the league. Absolutely, um, undrafted out of Stanford. Undrafted. He was uh, he, he was a leading wide receiver, leading yes. receiver last year, and he was undrafted. Undrafted. That speaks miles to his ability. Absolutely, and his his heart. And his heart. He plays with a heart. Yes. He plays with heart. Golden Tate plays with swagger. Definitely swagger. He, he is a cocky mofo. He hasn't necessarily earned it yet. Um, he's getting there. He's getting there. He plays well. He makes catches. That he he is the Richard Sherman on the offense. Yes. Him and Tate, showboaters. Yeah. Love it. Well, I think Sherman isn't quite as much of a showboater. Oh, he's a showboater. Oh, all day. All day. Did you watch any? Did you listen to any? I did. Oh, he's a, oh, man. man. He's he's only going to get worse. Him being a pro bowler this year? I know. If you stay healthy. Swag. And then you have (laughs) Sidney Rice, who is finally healthy. Finally healthy. And he's playing great. Oh, he, you he's know getting he, open. He's and, making the catches. And it's not simply because he looks like Larry Fitzgerald and they both have awesome bubble butts. But Or braids. Sidney Rice reminds me of Larry Fitzgerald. If you throw anything in his area... He tends to catch it. He just grabs it. Yeah. That that touchdown pass with the Patriots, he just snagged that sucker. He grabbed it with four hands. Body control. Four hands. Four hands. Four hands. Four hands. Um, Zach Miller, I... Uh, we still tend to use him a lot for blocking, but he seems to get down to get the him, seam. They've been starting to get him on some seam routes very yeah. well. They had mm-hmm. a um, a 30-yard pass called back. Yeah. That was against um, well, was against the Panthers. Yeah. Well, a 30-yard pass called back. And, and his scare me because 
Russell throws those when somebody's pretty close on him and a safety over the top, and he he just dimes it in there. Well, if you talk about great quarterbacks, great quarterbacks have the ability to thread the needle. Yep, and that Russell Wilson, great anticipation. Yes, he has the skills to be a top quarterback for years to come. Yes. Will he develop into that? We don't know. Is uh, he's he, on the right path. Is, he's on the right path. He's um, the development that Pete Carroll has put him through. What keeping it somewhat simple and then opening up when yep. it needs to be opened up. Well, and not and not only the coaching uh, stuff because I think that Carroll has shown that he does a very good job of coaching players up. Russell Wilson not only has the skill set physically to do it, he has the fundamentals. He has the mental capacity to do it. He might have the biggest heart on the team. He has that undefinable X factor. Absolutely. He believes... Do you know what his only fear is? His biggest fear? Not being, not prepared. being prepared enough. Not being prepared. That is Are what, you kidding me? That's my quarterback. Don't you want that from a quarterback? That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. Man, that's my quarterback. That's my quarterback, that's my quarterback. That's my quarterback man. <laughs> T.O. moments. Love it. Love it. Um, but, so, I, I would... Oh, man. And Marshall Lynch, Mr. Oakland. Mr. Oakland. I would not you know him. he's got a shank in his sock every time Which he actually, touches the rock. Quick question. Uh, over or under for number of stabbings at Kendall State Park tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to set it at two. You're going to set it at two? Two. Okay, are we talking about in the stadium or around the stadium? Around the stadium. On team property. Yes. Tailgating activities. I'll take the over. You're going to take over two, two over shankings, two stabbings. two stabbings. Because that goes unreported. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. So I'll take the over and claim that I was right. <laughs> I will give it to you. All right. Um, we're we're gonna just touch on Alex Smith real quick. I think that he is a game manager. Game, oh, oh, yeah, game, yep. game. He manager. doesn't have the same potential as Russell Wilson. Does. No. Um, he does have. He is efficient in the system. Usually, um, he can be taken off of his game very. Well, easily. not only taken off of his game, but do you know what the Giants did? Is they stopped the run, mm-hmm. which is our mo. Yes. And they forced Alex Smith to throw. Yes. The ratio was something like 30-some-odd passes to like 10... And that's crazy. Or 15 or that's less. That's only 40 offensive plays. Not very immoral, which is... Uh, that's how you beat any team. Yes. It's, it's clock control. Absolutely. Um, but if you make them try and win by Alex Smith throwing the ball, they've already lost. Yes. Absolutely. Especially against our secondary. He cannot... He, he is not the kind of person who can win a game for you the way the Russell Wilson can. 90% of the time. Because he, he did he, in the playoffs. He has. But that's not the norm. Right. And when you talk about Frank Gore, Frank Gore is another one of these great backs. He has the second most yards from scrimmage in the past Access? six years. In the past six years. Jeez. So he is a... I mean, he, he has put up 212 yards against the Seahawks, 204 yards against yep. the Seahawks. He's also been held to less than 70 yards against the what Seahawks. What has he done the last two, last year? Um, I believe it was 90 yards and 85 yards. Mm, so if see, you can keep him, if you keep him a little lower, they're the number one rushing actually, team in the league. He's but but he's only averaging 77 yards a game. Yes, but he they have a good complement of running backs. I know. How many of them do you have on your fantasy team? Oh gosh, the only one that really matters, Kendall Wright, Brandon Jacobs, Kendall, Kendall, Wright's Kendall, Kendall, Kendall Hunter, Kendall Hunter. Uh, Brandon Jacobs is finally healthy. He's yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't. Think I, they, I, I don't. I don't think they give him the rock at all. No, Brandon Jacobs runs like a girl, even though he's a girl. <laughs> I would tackle Brandon Jacobs on that without ankle. pads. On that ankle. On that ankle. On that ankle. On my sprained ankle. Yeah, all day, all day. Um, you have you have to talk about how the Seahawks are going to shut down the run. Who's their fullback? 
I don't. I don't. Because we have the better fullback. We have. Oh, we have Michael Robinson. He's the best, He's the best fullback in the NFC. In the oh yeah, absolutely. Him and Vontae Leach are the only legitimate fullbacks. fullbacks probably yeah. I mean, you can, you can argue Casey from from the Texans. Yeah, but he doesn't always play fullback. Well, he's and not he he's not as big. He's not as he does I, hit the holes well. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yes. So we take quarterback. Yes. Running back is a push. Yes, but ties into O line. Ties into O line. We have the better O line. Yes. Uh, wide receivers. That might be it. Receiving core as a whole, we have to call it a push because VD is you cannot he he's very hard to game plan against mm-hmm. unless you're a goalpost because then you can block his dunks all day long. <laughs> Coaching. Coaching. Uh, defensive side, Seahawks. No, yeah, yeah, but we're talking offense. Offensive side, you have to. I mean, yeah, you have to, give you have to go with Harbaugh. That is his MO. Yep. However, if you wait, if you watch, if you look at the way that the Seahawks have progressed from the St. Louis game to now. Arizona game. From, no, from the St. Oh, Louis. Oh, you want to talk Just from St. Louis, Louis okay. to where, now. Just in these where, past three where weeks. They, okay, yeah. Just in these past three weeks, they've opened up the offense a little mm-hmm. more. Yep. Um, they haven't ran as much, which... I think they should get back to. They, yeah, they, but yeah, they did. They they adapt to what is necessary to win the game. Yeah, I'll bet you the stats when when Marshawn runs for over 100 yards and a touchdown, we're, we're our winning percentage probably goes up like crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Russell Wilson's stats go down like crazy, and that so far. But I, I don't think they have to. I don't, I don't think, think they have, they have, to, have to. to. I think I think you can have a good compliment. Now, so defense, we have the slight edge. Offense, offense, the potential, but we can't talk about potential to talk about going into it. Um, we're a bigger variable. Yes, the same. The we have a higher ceiling. We have a higher ceiling. They have a higher floor. Yes, yes, that's a very good way of putting it. Yes, if the Forty ers come out and and play fundamental good football. Uh, and if we both play, play good, solid, fundamental football, I think the 49ers would have that slight edge. Special teams. Special teams is actually very even. You have it's a, a it's a push. You have a Pro Bowler punter in John Ryan. You have a Pro Bowler punter yep. in Andy Lee. Yep. Um, Andy Lee was the Andy Lee had the third best single game punting average at 59. Yep. Until this past weekend when John Ryan punted for an average of 60 yards. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. That makes me Can't make happy. this stuff up. Oh, we we have been going back and forth stat-wise with the 49ers all season. Absolutely. These teams are very similar. They're very similar. Very similar. Seahawks have a higher ceiling. And when they play to the ceiling, they're unbeatable. Yep. Absolutely. When they play, to Absolutely. Their, when they play at their floor, they lose to teams like the Rams. Yep. Or the Cards. Or the Cards. What scares me about this game... Is it's at Candlestick? Yes. If this game was in CenturyLink, I would feel no much more confident yeah. going into this game. At the same time, uh, what doesn't scare me is the short week. Oh, the short week I doesn't think, scare me at all. I think it plays better into our hands. Than oh, absolutely. Hands. Yeah, because because Harbaugh is pissed. Yes. Um, they're both players' coaches, uh, but I think Harbaugh is a less generous. Yes. Man. And they're an older team in general. Yes. So they have a hard time getting healthy, healthy. faster. Yep. We practiced 
Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday Wednesday. and Wednesday. I think they practice today also, but old men, old men, they don't heal as fast. They don't recover as fast. Um, what it boils down to is my pick for the game is the Seahawks. 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 I, I, I'm for sure taking the under. Definitely. On the seven points. Definitely. Bet your mortgage on it. Oh, I would bet my mortgage <laughs> on it. Wife would kill you. Yeah, she would. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I, do I have to do it? You don't have to. I won't make you. Are you sure? I'm, I'm sure. Okay, I'll go Seahawks. Seahawks. Uh, I have Seahawks winning by two. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be... Can you, do you see a scenario where it's not less than a seven point game? Yes. Um... If their O-line plays terrible and we have nine sacks on the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, that's what boils down to. If we can get to the quarterback like we got to the quarterback, like we got to Aaron Rodgers, yep. Alex Smith is done for. Colin Kaepernick's going to come in and he's not ready to be a big-time quarterback. No. So quick question in parting. Scenarios where... The 49ers if, win. If they go up big in the first half, yes. or we go up big in the first half, yes. Which team could recover? I think we have shown the ability to recover. Russell Wilson um, led two fourth-quarter touchdown drives against Bill Belichick coach defense. Yes, much better than Har- anything that Harbaugh is going to spin up. Yes. Okay. Um, so, and not only that, he directed a um, comeback drive against the Packers. Yep. He directed a comeback drive against the Cardinals that fell just short. Yep. And again against this, the Rams that came just short. Yep. And against the Panthers that worked. That we worked. have been down in four in three of our four wins. Yep. And Russell Wilson has shown the leadership skills and the ability to make those drives and su- sustain those drives and score on those drives. Yep. Amen. That's what it comes down to. That is what it comes down to. Seahawks are going to win. Seahawks are I'm wearing my jersey to work tomorrow. Go Seahawks. Go Seahawks. With that said, uh, we want to thank you. If you're still sticking around, I hope you are. Um, we want to thank you for listening to our very first uh, H2O, H2O yeah. Yeah. podcast. <laughs> podcast. Uh, we promise not to be so long-winded next time. Um, well, some of us. Yep, I yep. said it. Uh, we love you all, and have a great night, day, morning, evening, bath time, shower. Bundy yeah. time. Bundy. This has actually been brought to you by Bundy Time. And we will uh, go have ourselves a nice little Bundy. Bye. Have a good night.